Blog Talk Radio. Yep. Hey folks, how are you tonight? Uh, thanks for joining us here on... Oh, I just, hit, I just hit the wrong button here. Oh my goodness, I almost shut us off. <laughs> oh, oh, what a great start to the show, folks. Welcome to Stackhouse Radio's On Air Scare. This is our holiday hodgepodge, and Quentin's not here with us tonight, so I have a very special co-host with me. Um, one of my favorite guests, um, Corker Johnston. Corker, thanks for being here. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you for having me. No, anytime. It's always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. Oh, I always love coming on. Last time was a pretty good time with uh, Quentin, and <laughs> we had a hell of a time. <laughs> we did, actually, yes. Yes, I think we are talking about um, uh, tackling ghost hunters that look like Navy SEALs in the woods, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and yep. I kind of misunderstood where he was going with that. Yeah. Yeah, he yeah. was going away with that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I, uh, I I, got schooled pretty fast. <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny, it's nothing he hides. Um, no. But yes, Quentin's not with us tonight. He is actually at a wedding in Charleston, South Carolina. Um, and I'll actually be near Charleston, South Carolina myself in about a week or so. Um, so that's kind of unusual. But um, he's out there with his sister. His sister's getting married, so congratulations to her. Um, Everybody's so traveling but me nowadays. Really? Oh, no. I just, you see, I don't know. We don't really travel. I think we, I just pretty much keep it you know, right to, you know, Georgia, South Carolina, Connecticut, bouncing between the three. So yeah, all the kind of right family right now. Okay. Yeah, I just kind of keep in Minnesota. <laughs> I don't get I've far. I've been to Minnesota. I've been to the, oh, God, the way farther, the way northern tip of Minnesota. Okay. It's cold. Oh, yeah, it's, it's cold. It's very cold. Here, right, as we're talking, I think we're about 10 below. Are you serious? Yeah, oh, yeah, and the windshield tonight's supposed to be like 20 or something below, 20 or 30. <laughs> I do not miss that. Let's see here. Let me give you guys the weather for where I am in Biloxi. Uh, it's 61. Oh, you are horrible. <laughs> so, oh, wait, tomorrow. Tomorrow it's going to be 60 degrees all day. And then, oh, Saturday. Saturday we're going up to 70 degrees. Tomorrow we have a high of three. What? Hey, that's like spring. Yeah, I know. Yeah, three degrees tomorrow. And uh, we yeah. might hit 30 by next week, they say. Ooh. Oh, that feels yeah. bikini weather. Yeah. <laughs> What's kind of sad is in Minnesota, it seems like when it gets about 30, these types of time of year, everybody's out in sweatshirts and they put away the leather jackets and the heavy ones because it feels, you know, tough. We're so conditioned to that below zero that we start, you know, it's almost like summer. <laughs> I remember saying in Minnesota, it was in September actually. And I was there twice. Yeah, it was twice I was overnight there. And we were up right on the Continental Divide. Oh, wow. And I can't think of what the old town was. It was a really tiny little, little truck stop up there. And uh, I just remember freezing. I mean, it was so cold. I'm like, it's September. It's not supposed to be this cold. Um, but it was yeah. chilly. But it was beautiful, though, at the same time. And the people yep. were so oh, yeah, they're friendly, and up there, well, you saw a lot of fall colors, I would imagine, around September. Mm-hmm. The trees changing. and We did, yes. Yeah. It was nice. It was nice. Almost like, you know, well, I mean, I know Connecticut a little different. 
um, I think, what are we getting, like 20 in Connecticut right now? 25. Sure. 25 degrees right there. So hmm. yeah, I have my little, my little thermometers here. Not thermometers, what do you call them? <laughs> I stuck a thermometer up its ass. <laughs> and I said it was only 25 today. But um, it's okay, folks. We're ready for mature, so, you know, don't sweat it. Yeah, we're good. <laughs> she said ass. <laughs> <laughs> I remember with, uh, when I ran with my show a few years back, and we were totally, I was on an uncut hip-hop station. So anything went there. It was 24 hours hip-hop station that was, you know, all the all the new music before it got cut, you know, before it mm-hmm. got edited. It was pure rap, pure, you know, old school, you know, Ooh. original cut. Everything went, I mean, me and the co-host, I mean, the co-host swore like you wouldn't even believe, but that was just the norm, you know, it was pretty crazy. Wow, 24-hour yeah. hardcore old school rap. Yep, yep, he's yep. still going strong. Yeah. Wow. That's dedication. Yep. Yep. And it was really weird because, you know, I would have people that would listen to my show and we'd come to a break because it was a two-hour show and we'd run a break in the middle and all of a sudden the flip's on the break and you got some old-school Tupac or something, you know, with some swear, you know, wow. some old swears going on and some of the fans didn't really, you know, enjoy that part of it. And I don't really blame them, I guess, you know. So that wow. was different. But, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know, don't know that I could do that. Yeah, it was different. That would be like I did it for. Room. I don't know. That's all. That's that's. I, for some reason, it's it's rap and country. Yeah, I, I can't it. do country. No, I can't do country, and I I can't do much rap unless, you know, like Eminem, I'm cool with, you know, some rap, but not I don't know the hardcore stuff. I just I just can't. Yeah, can't to me, it's, it's it's I don't know. It just. You know, I'm more of a metal fan. Yeah, well, yeah, you know, I, I just, with rap, I'm always watching for somebody to come around the corner and shoot me or something from a car. <laughs> and with, with most country music, I just, I, I want to cry. <laughs> yeah, I know. Somebody's losing a dog or the girlfriend left usually is what the songs are about. <laughs> I know, it's I, awful. No, I love bluegrass. Oh, that's good. Yeah. I love bluegrass. I like old country. Yeah, you know, the old hanker, something like that. Yeah, yeah, old school, old school. I like that. But yeah, yeah. same here. Yeah, I just can't take the uh, yeah. If I miss down here, obviously, you know, we're down south, so it's everywhere, and it's just it's something you just have to get used to hearing all the time, everywhere you go. Yep. And it really, it's, it's they call it the heart of America. But you know what? I mean, you listen to the music, and it's either the guys want to be on the beach drunk, or the girls are crying over somebody. Yep. They, want to shoot, they want to shoot their boyfriends. Yep. And then you got a country and you got your uh, Taylor Swift who writes about every relationship she's had. Mm-hmm. And that's always the same old sad she song. And How many could she have had? I know. I know. <laughs> you know, what's weird is she was actually a minor. I think she was, if I read it right, I mean, I may be wrong, but she was like upper teens when she was dating John Mayer. And he was, John Mayer is quite a bit older than her. Really? So, I mean, she's been dating older guys, and I think she was 16 when she started dating Mayor, which is pretty, yeah, pretty intense, I think. I mean, don't call me. I don't want people calling and saying, you're wrong. You but I, I think I'm, him a pedophile. Yeah, I think I'm right, though. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah she's had a lot of them. 
if she stopped dating, she'd be on the song. So I mean, she has to keep dating. This is true. It's like Adele. Yep. Yeah, that's true, Adele. Yes. Yes. Very, very, very bitter. But. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, what's been up with you? How's your book doing? My book is actually doing really good still. It's uh, good. it came out back in August and it was a number one bestseller for several months and right now I think it's hanging at like two and three and you know, I'll go it changes day by day. Yeah, that's so but there's a good. lot of good yeah, there's a lot of good paranormal books coming out from others so yeah. I mean I'm I'm pleased to even be at, you know, the top portion still yeah, and it's um, a good book though. It's it's intelligently written and that's a rarity among a lot of, you know books that investigators do write, so I know it's very controversial. I, you know, I get, I get some praise. You know, I get a lot of oh, praise, yeah. but I also get a lot of, you know, it's. I kind of I don't hold back, and I I reveal stuff that, you know, I thought twice about even writing because it makes me look like a cuckoo in some ways. But you know, it's all the truth is the truth, so I wrote it. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I thought it was well done. So thank you. Yeah, I thought it was absolutely well done. And folks, if you're looking for any kind of uh, you know good Christmas gifts for that that you know that paranormal fan in your life, there, you should check out Corpus book. It's well, I'll let you t- I'll let you say it. I'll let you you push. Oh, I'll push it. Uh, a cherry demon haunting and subtitled the true story of paranormal case two sixty three. It's you can find it everywhere um but the best prices i can find right now is amazon and barnes and noble has it for under 11 bucks for the paperback and you can get a kobo a nook or um kendall downloads they're all 299 yeah well worth it well worth it yeah it's uh going good i got a special edition coming out very soon too that'll be hitting i think it'll be within a month Really? Um, and what that is, yeah, it'll be called Case 263, The Face of Evil. And Ooh. it'll be it'll be the story, you know, that's in this book. Right. But rather than being this book was under 70,000 words, you know, the original, this one is going to be up to 300 pages. Um, it's going to be extended edition. It's going to add more towards the end of the case that I didn't include. It's going to have more pictures, photographs, clear ones of the investigation, Oh, very um, cool. It's gonna have yeah. It's gonna have a glossary of like different prayers, blessings, cleansings. Mm-hmm. If anybody's interested, it'll have its own section of that that we use. Um, okay. So it, yeah, it'll be kind of a. It's uh, it'll be a unique book. It's gonna be a little bit more, you know, the story, more of it, and then um, you know different things too as well. You'll get bonus like the cleansing, the extra pictures. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody's been asking for oh, I want more pictures, or can I see more pictures? And um, So I figured I better get something out there. And um, so speaking with publishing, we're going to release an extended one. So. Now, is this going to be in hard print or just online? It'll be in, it'll be in hard print. It'll be online, um, similar to this one. It'll be out oh, there in okay. paperback. Yep. Okay. I think, think this one might even be also a hard copy hardcover option, too, because it's going to be a pretty big book. Okay. Um, so, yeah. I'll find a way to get myself a signed copy. Hint, hint, hint. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, <laughs> no, I take hints. 
<laughs> I mean, it's great to have the you know the, the Kindle version, but you know, I, I just, the, the special books I like to have in print, so I can see it. This is special. This is you know, this is something special. There you go. Usually, my weird uh, my weird USA books are all they're all in hard print. Some of my bird books, but you 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 do a remarkable job on birds. You took those photographs that you have online, didn't you? A lot of them. Oh. Um, the ones, well, depending on which ones it is, um, the ones with the winter scenes in the back aren't mine because a lot of them I'll borrow from the uh, Cornell Lab. If it's marked yep. in my Biloxi folder on my Facebook page, those are all mine. If it's marked in my Bird yeah. and Nature uh, folder yeah. in my albums, okay. those are all mine. Yeah, I took all those. Well, you, I know you posted some the other day, I think, that you had. I think you said it was a bird. It was that birdhouse kind of. You had a picture. Oh, my cardinals. Um, one of them. It, yeah, those are my my cardinals. Um, it was hard for me to take your picture because I have a screen behind the window and it was making the focus a little fuzzy. Okay. But if I had moved the window to the clear part of the glass, it would have scared them away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, those things, cardinals, yeah, they'll get edgy. Yeah. That was a nice picture, though. Yeah, you, oh, you do damn good work. I don't think, and that's that's just, I mean. I, well, I'm going to be getting a better lens for my camera, better zoom lens, so I'll be able to take better, you know, more clear pictures. I got, I actually, I just went out today to do some birding, and uh, we had nine, just along one portion of the coast, maybe a good, maybe a mile stretch of coast. I found nine loggerhead shrike sitting on a line, a telephone uh, wire, just all really? spread out. Two male kestrels, which are falcons, and the male kestrels, if you're not familiar, they actually have blue on the wings, red, orange, and a white. So they're really beautiful. Oh wow! Delta kingfishers. So, but yeah, oh, I was wow. really, I was really happy to find that those men, that many uh, loggerhead shrike up there, though, because I didn't realize that they winter down here, you know, in that capacity, um, and they're, yeah. they're passerines, which are perching birds. But rather than most songbirds, these guys. Uh, tend to swoop down on their prey, where most songbirds we, you know, most songbirds we like, you know, nuts and berries and things like that, grubs and stuff. These guys yep. are actually about the size of a good, you know, full-size songbird, and they'll eat small birds, other like baby oh, wow. small birds, lizards, mice, things like that. And what they do is they swoop down on their prey from the lines, they grab their prey, impale them on thorns or barbed wire and slowly rip them apart as they eat them while they die. Oh, my God. <laughs> Such a lovely bird. It is. But really, you think about bird behavior, it's pretty horrifying. We're talking about a horror show here. I mean, yeah. some, some bird behavior is pretty horrifying. I mean, people That's mistake, almost like that. Yeah, people mistake birds for these, you know, cute little fuzzy things, but they've never seen two sparrows trying to peck each other to death over the last seed. I mean, yeah, they're pretty horrible. Yeah, they can be pretty vicious. You know, if wow. I had I had a bird of prey fly, like, literally chase a mockingbird into the side of my house. I mean, the, the bird hit so hard that I, I felt it. I felt the impact on the side of the house, and the dog even jumped up and you know, growling at the house. I walked out there, and it was like it exploded. The body was gone instantly. Do you so think it was a Oh yeah. I mean, do you think? Yeah. An intelligent. Kind of like in the old days. Yeah, like in the old days when the natives would run the buffalo over the cliff, you know, to, yes. to yeah. kill them. I mean, they'd be able to set up that yeah. they're chasing oh, yeah. in that direction. Well, we have wow. a lot of falcon out here too. We have a lot of falcon, a lot of kestrel. So for one to have grabbed the mockingbird and just slammed into the house for it, 
you know. Yeah. It would have gotten feathers everywhere. We have quite a few bald eagles out here. I got them nesting out in my field. Really? My, uh, wood. There's quite a few out here by the lake here in Minnesota. Um, like with, for, when you're out fishing, too, you'll see them on the edges, you know, up on the trees on big nests. You know, and you don't take pictures. Yeah, I never have taken any. Maybe I should. You should. We have yeah, three confirmed good. nesting pairs here on the coast, bald eagles. I've seen two of them. Actually, correction, I've seen three. I saw a juvenile in the, on, on top of the dead tree in my backyard just perching up there. Wow, okay. So I, I saw yeah, him. Yeah, But um, And they're thieves, actually. From what I gather, they like to, they'll tend to steal prey from other, you know, other birds. Okay. If they get a chance to. Wow. So, I that think they're known for, like, holding the other predator birds underwater until they, they release the prey. And they steal it and fly away. Just like a bully on a playground. Yeah. In the like, it, it is a national bird. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I saw one time out here, I don't, see, I don't know birds that well. I know it was some kind of falcon or some kind of something out here. Hmm. I was coming home one time, and it was like Jeepers Creepers, you know, in that cornfield scene where that kid's running, and then it comes down and swoops and gets them. I saw this pretty blue jay. We have blue jays everywhere. Okay. And it was sitting in the middle of the road, kind of. I think it was, um, it was afternoon, but I think it had rain, so I think it was looking for worms or what have you. All of a sudden, here comes this hawk or fall. I mean, I don't know my birds. Just picked them right up and took off. It was just like, wow. Oh, yeah. It was just, it looked just like watching a horror movie, you know, all of a sudden, woof, and gone. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, and they'll do that. I mean, they'll look at the movie like the birds. You know, yeah. Alfred Hitchcock, you know, the movie The Birds is actually based on true occurrence. Okay, yeah. Yeah, and I think, it, I think what, what they determined, it was in... I can't remember what they found that the determination was algae or something. Caused them to go a little crazy. That had affected the birds in this one small island, and for some reason it just made them aggressive, extremely aggressive to where they were just dive bombing and attacking people. I don't think it was, you know, to the extent that Alfred Hitchcock put it, but, you know, but that would be kind of interesting to see. I wouldn't want to be in it. You know, but, uh, yeah, yeah, bird behavior is extremely, you know, it can be, well, feeders. If you feed birds all the time, you know, mm-hmm. once you run out of feed and they've been accustomed to feeding at your house, you know, if you have feeders that are on your windows, they will fly onto your feeders and smash them into the windows. It's kind of like I want more, huh? Absolutely, absolutely. Birds are little terrorists. Don't be mistaken. Oh. Yes. Really? I didn't know that. Oh, yes. You feed them and like, you run out, they will let you know. <laughs> They're like, excuse you me, should, um, you need to come out here and fill these feeders up, bitch. Seriously. You should be putting you should be putting all your pictures and your information together and making a book yourself. <laughs> well, yeah, I, you're I have, I, have, I played with the idea of doing a bird show. It would only be half an hour, though, because anything more than that would probably drive people crazy. But, you know, I, I've been... <laughs> I've been trying to, I wanted to put together a bird show during the day and just get people named from the ABA, which is the American Birding Association, or Cornell Lab, or just different birders from around the world. You know, I mean, they come together on forums and everybody wants to talk about their birds. So I think it would be pretty, you know, 
easy to do. I just haven't you know, dedicated myself to it quite um, fervently as I need to. But, yeah. Yeah, uh, I, mean, it's, I mean, birds are pretty, you know, think about every horror movie or story you've ever, at Edgar Allan Poe. What's his most famous? What's his most famous poem? Who was that? I'm sorry, I didn't Ed catch Grell that. Edgar Allan Poe's most famous poem. Okay, you just me on this one. Yeah, the Raven. Raven. Okay. Yes, the I'll stop there for a second because I'm not a big reader of poems. Oh. <laughs> oh, so. oh, he's a writer, but not a reader. <laughs> yeah, is that to- you know what's funny? I'm gonna reveal something here. I get that a lot, and, you know, my English teachers in school were even laughing away. I have got ADHD to the hilt, all right? I, I, I is, trust me. Horrible. I could read a book. I could read a book from front to back, and I, I'm a good reader. I can read anything. I mean, I, that part isn't the problem. It's after I'm done, I could pretty much sit there and wonder what the hell it was I just read, you know, <laughs> to, that, to that extent, but yet I write a book, so... Uh, oh yeah, I can read books yeah. twice, and people are like, "How can you read a book twice?" I'm like, "Well, because I guarantee you, half of what I read, I don't remember. So if I'm reading it again, yep. I'll be like, oh, well, I didn't realize that last time.' So yeah, and really, yeah, I in the same way. Unless, too, so. unless it really is something interesting, I might, you know, I might mm-hmm. thinking more, of course. But in high school, for book reports, I used to have to pay people to do them. I used to. I mean, it was horrible. I just. Plus, I was a teenager. Yeah, I would, yeah, and I got busted every time. I had an English teacher. His name was Mr. Tripp. Anybody that's listening that knows, you know, went to school with me or whatever, nicest guy. And But what he did one time, and I think he did it because a lot of us were fudging it, we, we handed our book of parts, and he goes, well, we're going to have you read them up front in front of the class, and then we're going to quiz you on them or ask you questions. Oh, no. And it was horrible. I did it on, I think, Moby Dick, and I had no clue who the hell Moby Dick was. I mean, <laughs> it was horrible. I know, but back then, it wasn't that easy. You know, this is, we're talking 88, yeah, I, 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 I know, I know the day, I know the dates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we don't like to reveal that so much, but, you know, and back then, it wasn't like you can click online and get what you need. Yeah. So. Oh, it's, uh, it, was, it was horrible. So <laughs> Our library at high school used yeah. to have all the quick notes in there until they caught on that the kids, like, it, we would do it. You know, I mean, I I was okay with reading. Um, you know, I had little tricks to get through the reading. There's some books okay. I just couldn't read. There's some books I just could not get my mind through. I mean, Anne Rand, yeah. I loved her. Most of Shakespeare, I could actually read. Um, but just the other books, like Catcher in the Rye, believe it or not, couldn't get through it. Um, okay. Just a bunch of books I couldn't get through. But um, I remember going to the library and just getting cliff notes until one day they must have found out that we were all getting the cliff notes for everything and they had all the cliff notes removed from the library in high school. Oh, gosh. Yeah. What a so shock. Well, yeah, we went to all get cliff notes one day and they were like, where are they? Oh, my God. And this is back in the day where if you wanted to read something, you had to go to a bookstore or a library. Yeah. Yes, kids, the library. And we had something called the Dewey Decimal System. Because <laughs> you're like, what? Is that like a oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, we had hard. I was helping, you know, I helped my, my daughter. I teach her a lot 
well, basically through home, you know, through a school mm-hmm. district, and I do it at home because she's advancing, and I, I, we just chose to do that. You know, yeah. And, and so I help her a lot on work and stuff and help get through it. And, boy, they've got it easy nowadays. Cliff notes, I mean, they're right there. You just type in the Google oh, search yeah. and anything you want, it's right there. I mean, it's, hell, I think I looked up the other day, I was looking up my book. Every so often I'll go on Google just to see its exposure, you know, just for right. curiosity and see what pops up. And I think there's cliff notes on that. I found somewhere that it was summarizing all my chapters. And I was like, boy, that was quick. So, oh, yeah. It's out there for everything, yeah. I had my college, actually a bunch of my college, uh, college professors in Connecticut. I mean, if they had found out that you used the Internet for anything, that was automatic fail. Wow. Wow. I had one professor who insisted when you do research, he says you can go on the internet and you can find where to get books and where to get primary sources. But if I find, but if I double check your work and I find that you got it off Wiki or any of those internet things, he goes, you're failing automatically. So we got to really do old school research for it. I loved him. Wow. I loved him. He was a hard ass guy from Germany. He was a, a professor exchange program and he did um, medieval history. Uh, basically, okay. he focused on um, millennialism, which is a belief, belief in the apocalyptic, apocalyptic belief um, from you know the year one thousand or you know different yep. different points okay. in history um, and plague history, and it was fascinating. Okay. Wow! Excuse me. Yeah, we had to do all old school. You know, that's you, you probably learn more from you know. Oh, absolutely. You know, at the time it, the time it sucks. But, I mean, you sure learn a lot more. Otherwise, you're just doing it to get by, you know, and you get nothing out of it. So, And that's true. You know, and I think, you know, sorry, that's my courage. You're <laughs> <laughs> a cup of cocoa. <laughs> Either that or you're choking your husband or something in the background. <laughs> die, die. <laughs> but, yeah, that was, that was my cocoa. See, I have, so, I have to have something to sit on or else. But, uh, I mean, I just think, you know, people say, oh, kids, they have it so much easier with the Internet. I don't think so. I mean, I think once you, lo- once you lose that ability to, I don't know, do your own work, you know? That's true. That's true. It'll come back and nip you later. It does, yeah. all the time. I mean, it's easy to get through classes, but, yeah, in the long run, when you get to college mm-hmm. and you get to the tough professors like what you're saying, you know, and... All of a sudden, if you don't know what you're doing because you breeze through all your life, well, yeah, yeah, then you could be sitting in pretty bad shape. Mm. Yeah, it is. It's, it's and it's it's sad that a lot of these kids today aren't going to have any idea of how to, nah. you know, no, how to get through life and stuff. No, but you know, and you got to wonder how libraries are going to keep going. You know, the way everything's going. That's bad. You know, That's the sad part. And even like you know, Xbox now. I mean, just for a stupid example, but yeah. video games, everything's download now. I think the Xbox One and the PS4, I think it's mostly downloads or all downloads for the games. Well, right. there goes a lot of business, you know, a lot of business. Yeah, but you know what, though? What happens when all that technology breaks down? What happens if something ever, you know, just shuts yep, all that? Yeah. I mean, one day you got to turn the computer on, it doesn't work anymore. Yeah, a lot of people would just shrivel and die. Oh, yeah, they <laughs> a lot of people, their, their whole lives would be just chaos, yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. They'll be the easy ones to kill I'm, off. 
Yeah, well, I don't mind. I I use the computer a lot and the internet a lot for what I do, and yeah, it would make a dent to me. I mean, I mean, I don't I don't live off of it, you know. I mean, like I have to have it, but boy, right. these conveniences that we have these days. It is, well, it's, mm-hmm. it's you're crazy. right, and that's what it is. It's it's too convenient. Yeah, it's too convenient. Humans get too complacent, too lazy, and then all of a sudden one yeah. day it comes along and boop, it's gone, and then ah. Yeah. Chaos. Yeah, can you imagine if electricity was just gone one day? You know, I mean, just gone. Well, you saw that, you know, that show Revolution, right? You know, I haven't, I don't, I don't watch that show. It's that one that's on every week? It's irritating as hell. Seriously, it's irritating. Is it really? It's okay, so I haven't watched it. But it's a neat idea. It's, it's an interesting idea where all the, all the lights go out, all the electricity stops. Stops, dead. Okay. And it just throws you back into this time this this medieval mind you know mindset yep. where you know you now have you know tribes and things like that and villages and it's interesting. Yeah, I mean, if you think about it, I mean, we use electricity to even pump gas. You know, even yep. to, mm-hmm. turn I your mean, heat on, turn your AC on. Everything. Yeah, the furnace won't work without it, and mm-hmm. even if you have a gas furnace, so it's. That's yeah, right. it would. It would just knock everybody right down to Little House on the Prairie. Oh. Yeah, basically. No water in your house wow. because water pumps require, you know. Yeah. Mhm. Yeah, it would be, it would be something. Mm. Definitely, it would be something if that were to happen. Mm. Oh, that's hot. You know what? You're drinking cocoa, and guess what I'm drinking? And I get what? criticized for this in my book. People, people, you know, people, you know, you always got the criticism about anything somebody does, you're going to oh, have one that criticize. The big criticism about my book is that, you know, with the few that criticize it about this reason, is I promote monster energy drinks. Because <gasps> apparently I mention it way too much in the book, but I seriously drink monsters all the time when I'm doing investigating, when I'm doing, because I want to be alert, you know, I just want to, mm-hmm. and that's what I'm drinking right now. <laughs> see, I just pop a five-hour energy. That's it. Just pop on those babies. Oh, yeah, there you go. There you go. Okay. That works. I can't, see, monsters make me gag. They do. A lot of people say that. They can't stand the flavors, and mm-hmm. they can't stand the, oh, I could drink them. I mean, it, I shunt. I mean, they're not the best thing for you. I mean, it's, no. But well, I, I drink just, the five energies, and then I drink, like, you know, those flavored Dasani waters. Okay. You know, or sweet tea or something, some caffeine in it. And you know, that yeah. plus the, the five-hour power energy drinks. I'm usually yep. zooming. Yep. Huh. Yeah, that's, no, I'm just drinking my Monster like I apparently advertise in my book about. <laughs> you should get some Michigan endorsements. Yeah, I know. I mean, it's, I think there's a book review on my book that mentions that. You know, really? it's funny because I'm I'm not I'm not afraid of criticism. You know, I'm even bringing this up online or on air because I don't care. I mean, it is what it is. But somebody had mentioned that I thought I was reading the book, but it seemed more like an advertisement for Monster Energy drinks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, really? Well, that's funny. That's funny. I wow, you know, it's you know barely I, I mentioned it too much. Uh, uh, I say this. If people are if the people who are going to criticize, you, I mean, I'm not talking about constructive criticism. Like, you know, this is great, but maybe you should have done this instead. I'm talking yep. about just the critics. 
the people who have nothing nice to say. If there are people yeah. out there that are attacking you left and right, yeah. and you know they're just tr- out there trying to make your life hell, you know what it means? It means you're doing something right and you're a threat. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yes. And on, and uh, you know, at, at first moment, I have something you know real brief and happen, and mm-hmm. the first moment you get angry, you get upset. And, you know, one thing I don't mind, I don't mind criticism, constructive mm-hmm. criticism. Right. I, anybody who reads my books can tell that I'm not afraid to admit when I'm wrong. I mean, I did a lot of things wrong, I felt, in the case even, and I, admit, I write it right in the book, you know, mm-hmm. as I'm going through it. I'm that way. I don't, I'm not a know-it-all. I, I mean, I'm far from thinking that. But... What what I've had just recently is what was going around, and somebody was name calling me a, a D N. Oh, yeah. I don't know uh-huh. if you want me to, you know. I remember that. Yes. Yes. And mm-hmm. you know, I mean, if you can't talk intelligently and just say this person and then the criticism, then it's not you know who you're really going to get the attention from. Nobody wants to listen to name calling, you know. <laughs> so. Um, Otherwise, hey, I can take criticism. I I don't have a problem with it because I know it's just my opinion, you know, and yeah. everybody's got their own. But That's what it is. I mean, you when, know, when you become a threat yeah. to people, they start, you know, it, it, the people out there who are going to sit there and snub you and, you know, try to talk down to you and everything else, they're just they're threatened by you, and that's all it is. You're a threat. Yeah. And yeah. it means that you're doing something right. Yeah. And my mother used to always say to me, don't worry about when people don't talk about you and stuff like that. Worry about when they don't. Yeah, what they're doing behind your back. Yeah. Or just when they, when, if nobody's talking about you. That's, that's when you true, worry. too. Then, yeah, because then you're not being noticed. Uh, you're mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. That's a good good point she made. Oh, when I hear when I hear gossip and nasty things being said about me, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm still in business. Nice. <laughs> yeah, it's, well, it's kind of like, you know, any news is good news, then. You know, any advertising mm-hmm. is good advertisement. Any publicity yep. is good publicity. <laughs> yep, there you go. That's what I was looking for. Mm-hmm. Publicity. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, look how famous my show is. Oh, please, God. <laughs> <laughs> it's not, but we love it. <laughs> <laughs> it's my little baby. i got to push it. <laughs> mm. So... Holidays are coming up, and, uh, you know, anybody listening to the show is probably going to want to hear about some ideas. I know it's probably late in the month to be talking about gift ideas, but last-minute ideas. I mean, I don't know, some good creepy, you know, how about this? If you want to give the gift to creep the most uncreepable person out, what's a good gift? Some good gift ideas hmm. for the listeners out there for that last-minute person who's just into the darker stuff, horror, um, paranormal, all that kind of stuff. Hmm. That's a good one. Hmm. Yeah, it is a good one. Um, something to really creep somebody out. And we've already covered um, your book, which I think is the best one. Yeah, yeah, I could go for the easy one and go for a plug on that, but that's mm-hmm. been done. <laughs> um. I you know there is a there is there are I should say a lot of good you know there's my book of course I'm going to want to you know mention but there are a lot of good books out right now. With I the paranormal. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I there's a, a lot of good idea today. What is it? See, I, I can't think of something off the top of my head. Oh, I was in an antique store today, 
and I saw those those glass faced baby dolls. Like they're not the pretty dolls, they're the pretty like a baby doll, like a like a like a you know, the kind of baby dolls with the heads like rolled back and the eyes open and close. Yep, yep. You get oh, somebody one of those, but you paint the eyeballs completely black. Black. There you go. So when they open the eyes, and maybe put some cracking on the face, you know, things like that, make it look a little demonic, you know. And then you know, cool. have it in red or tax things. You put it in a real pretty box, a real pretty bow, and you say, you know, an old woman gave this to me on the side of the street and said, keep her clothes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been sitting and it's been taken good care of and go to lift it up and turn to black eyes. Perfect. Craziest <laughs> Christmas gift ever. <laughs> My daughter would flip. She cannot have dolls in her room or anything. Mm-hmm. She never could since she was, was... the same way. Yeah, and I think what it comes down to with her is she could see spirits and stuff. She still mm-hmm. does, of course. And for some reason, it's funny because she can sit there and she can be, you know... Uh, gone up to a spirit's ghost, well, sit there and I'll watch her talk to somebody that's not mm-hmm. there. I can't see him. You know, all these freaky things that would freak most people out. But yet, when it's all said and done, she can't stand looking at a doll. <laughs> you know? So yeah. we, I used to have even, you know, these big murals in her room, these stickers like power mm-hmm. puff girls and stuff. I had to take them all down. You know, oh, yeah, anything with eyes. That face. was my thing. Yep. Anything with eyes. That's exactly how she is. You and her mm-hmm. are like that way. Yep, so I that doll idea it. would that doll idea would really freak her out. That would be the scariest one in the world. I might have to do that. <laughs> oh God. That, I might have to do that. See? That would be a great prank gift. That is good. That's mm-hmm. really good. Oh yeah. My mother gave me a cabbage patch doll, thinking it would be better. I, I gave it to my sister. Yeah. Because even the cabbage patch doll. Like, you're just like my daughter then, because that's the way she is. She cannot look, even a picture, you know, if it's too yeah. too detailed. And yeah, it's funny. Mm-hmm. Oh, go ahead. Oh, no, I have this one girl picture. Um, I found it at an, aunt, um, an estate sale, and it was a glass etching, but it was a little girl. Um, my girlfriend, Ramza, has it. Um, I'm going to have her take a picture of it. It's clear she can try to post it. Um, okay. It was a little girl sitting there holding a basket, but she was in a dark room. The basket had flowers in it. She was in a white dress. But her head was turned down at the, at the basket, but her face was tilted to the where you were looking at her, and her eyes were just okay. up in the corner, and she had that little look like, I can see ah. you. And her look followed. It was the creepiest picture I've ever had in my life. And I put it up in my living room because I knew it would scare the crap out of people. And when I would go to bed at night, I put my thing around and go, don't you Dear, get out of that picture. <laughs> so this, it wasn't the, it was just a regular picture though, right? Its intention it was a, wasn't to be freaky. It was just that it was. I don't was. Think so. No, it was a, a very, very old glass etching. And it was in the guy's yeah. family for years, for generations. And I think since like 18, okay. And when did they start having glass etchings? It was like a painting, I think oh, it was like 1890 something that it was done. So it wasn't and it was reframed. Okay. It was just wow. the way she looked at you. It was like, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> you know? Like fire starter or something, yeah. Yeah, that kind of look. No, even creepier. Even creepier. Yeah, you're going to you're gonna have to see if your girlfriend can take a shot of that. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give her a text tonight. I mean, the thing, well, the thing with dolls with me was that dolls were always a vessel. 
Yeah. Okay. They were always a conduit. Mm-hmm. You know, ever since I was a little girl. You know, I could. It just. I didn't. I didn't like what they drew. You know. Okay. Because to yep. me, they were just. I mean. Oh God! I forgot what was that. That was Bay St. Louis, honey. That shop with the dolls there. Um, um, there was just this room full of these dolls. When they stood on the the little uh, antique. Bay St. Louis, Mississippi, is an interesting place. The energy okay. there is really interesting, and and with me, what I, if I don't if I don't watch myself, I'll kind of lose myself, and I'll yeah, I'll have to be shaken out of it a little bit. Um, okay, because you're kind of yeah, kind of getting a trance kind of yeah, to your and mind. I'll, yep. That's why I usually never did things alone. Um, okay. <laughs> like we stayed here for hours. <laughs> <laughs> but um, there was a room full of these dolls. And it was just like they just sucked you in, you know. And these were old, old dolls. And you you got to imagine, you know, what some of these dolls were used for. Oh, you know, yeah. maybe yeah. a couple of them were a play, in place for children that have died. Um, yeah. You know, very often if a young child died back in, you know, 1800s or whatever, they would mourn the loss of a child, and, which was common back then to lose a child. Um, sure. And, oh, yeah. you know... It wasn't uncommon for a woman to take the doll of the child and like a representation. Put that, put that energy into it, yeah. Yep. yep. So you've got yeah, that. yeah. You know, it's kind of goes with that whole belief, and I've I've witnessed what I believe it was too that this happening mm-hmm. when there's attachments to you know the yeah. attachments to different things. Mm-hmm. Well, especially if a child dies, its favorite doll. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, you think there's remnants of energy a lot in some of those old dolls because they've been yeah. And dolls are great vessels because they're hollow, but yeah. they have eyes. Yeah, they have true. they have the formation of humans. Yeah, they represent yeah. Yes, they represent humans. You know, what's, yeah. you know what's weird. I'm, now I'm gonna do this for you. I just okay. thought of it. Like my my mom. It's weird. My mom, her bedroom. She has over I think two thousand dolls. Oh, she has <laughs> rolls. And rows, and they also—it's like a stadium. You go there, and you feel like you're at a football game because they're all around you, coming down almost like Yeah, and they're all like—it looks like a choir, solid all the way around. You know, the head of one is just above the head of the other, and but she has this room full of dolls. My daughter won't even step foot in it. But uh, (laughs) she loves it. My my mom sleeps in there, and I'm gonna take a picture of it because yeah, it's amazing. It really is amazing because. I couldn't sleep in there. I don't think my oh. dad doesn't. Mm-hmm. My dad doesn't. But it's it's incredible as far as like you're saying, and a lot of the dolls are really old too. So I'll have to take a picture, a couple Ooh, pictures that's of like that. Sleeping with a thousand it's, little demons looking down at you. <laughs> yeah, that's how I would feel. But she she loves it. She she can't get enough. She'll go in thrift store or anywhere. You know, if they have some old black dolls, she'll buy them up and add them to it. And she's got. Oh my god. It has to be up to a couple thousand because it was well over a thousand a while back. And you know, they made a movie about that. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> Where'd you get that now? <laughs> God, no, dolls creep me out. I can't have... I, oh, yeah. Don't do dolls. No. Yeah, I can't do it, but apparently she, you know, she uh, she likes them. And, yeah. It's freaky. I'm going to take pictures. It's beautiful. I mean, her room is absolutely beautiful, but mm-hmm. I, all those eyeballs, you know, and a lot yeah, of them are so realistic. 
Here's a good Christmas gift. Yeah, there you go. I like your idea. The black eyes, that's perfect. I'm going to go look for a doll. <laughs> you have to. Let's face it, everybody goes and finds that, that sweet little gift and whatever. You know what? Look at creepy. Or how about this one? Yeah. Everybody likes to do the goodie box for Christmas. Okay. Give somebody a goodie box full of brochures for advertisements for funeral homes and plots and things like that. And caskets. You are so morbid. <laughs> I was very really right. <laughs> that is horrible. <laughs> but you got just like one of your buddies, you know. I, <laughs> Don't I think you need counseling. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm too good for the counselors. I gave up. Don't oh me. my! They're like, seriously, were you just playing us? I'm like, yeah, I was playing all you guys. You guys are so easy. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, that is freaky. That's a good idea. Freaky. See, Holy see? cow! When one of your buddies when one of your buddies hits fifty, that's the gift you got to do. There you go. My uh, actually, one of my brothers is going to hit that pretty soon. So yeah, there you go. There you go. Over the hill. Uh huh. You could put well, like little casket brochures and everything else in there. <laughs> with my luck, he'd probably die the next day, and I'd feel like an ass. <laughs> oh my goodness! My, I, I got to tell you this. Oh my god, my the women in my family going back generations. We always had to be careful about what we said and what we did and what we thought. Because when we all got together and if we thought about the same thing, it would happen. Okay, okay. And my mother and I would always do this. And we did it to a really, really bad member of our family at the time. Really, a really destructive member of our family. And we used to call him a nickname, Drop Dead Red. And okay. we just kept calling him that. Because he was just an idiot. You talked well, to his face then, or is it all behind oh, his back? No, behind his back. Okay. And one yep. day he did, like, he one dead. day, yeah, he did. <laughs> oh. <laughs> this is horrible. My grandmother, God rest her soul, 97 years old, she passed, not this, not this past, but, um, no, not this February, we just passed, but the one before. So it would be okay. February 2012. Okay. It was just before Valentine. I think it was just before Valentine's Day. Um, but her birthday that previous year, uh, my sister and her just did not get along. And my sister was, you know, she never meant any harm to it, but she was always, she was smart. She's a smart ass. She goes, I know okay. to get her. I'm going to get her a hundredth birthday card. I'm like, don't. That's just me. She goes, I'm going to do it. She oh. did it. She bought oh, her no. 100th, happy 100th birthday. She never oh, lived no. to the next birthday. Oh, no. Oh, yep. oh, oh I feel like shit. <laughs> oh, no, she wow. thinks it's hilarious. Well, you know, anybody that dies after 97, I mean, it's yeah. you can't feel bad about that. I mean, come on. Yeah. If I live to be 97, I still know who the hell I am. I think that's yeah, I don't. Good. I don't think I'd want to know. You yeah, know, true. My uh, my actual yeah. grandma, she lived to um, to her hundredth birthday. Oh. My wife's grandma, and then on her hundredth birthday, she was all there. The only thing was just a little physical with getting around, just a little Czechoslovakian girl, pure blood, okay. you know. Uh-huh. And she uh, always got around. And on her hundredth birthday that month, she had a party at the nursing home and. And she's always been there. She's never lost 
you know, any Alzheimer's, no memory loss, just always uh-huh. alert, always funny. On her 100th birthday, within a, I think the week after or something like that, she just passed in her sleep. I mean, what a perfect life. Wow. I mean, 100 years, you're always there, you know, you're not, you're, you know, she's never not been, you know, on the ball. And then she just passes on her birthday month, they're 100 years old, and never really suffered, you know, physically wow. or anything. So it's just great. I mean, my yeah, grandmother was like that. She was, she was pretty with it until, yeah, I mean, I'd say maybe the very end. Um, okay. You know, because I would, you know, during the day when she was there by herself, I'd stop in, have lunch with her, you know. And I was always able to, you know, get her out and do things with her. Um, yeah, well, God bless her. She was healthy. Yeah. You know? And you know what's funny is they didn't have the medical we do now. And look how she, long she they live. like a fish. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, when they're kids, too, I mean, a lot of, back in their day, a lot of them died from pneumonia and stuff, you know, and they Mm -hmm. didn't have medicine like we have for our kids these days, and look how strong they've lived, you know, a lot of them. Yeah. I mean, uh, she ate, she didn't eat, she didn't eat healthy food at all. She ate whatever she wanted to eat. She drank, and she, I mean, she drank wine every day, and, wow. Yeah, I mean, 97 years old. I mean, really, she had osteoporosis. Okay. Bone loss. and 97 years old. I mean, you're gonna. I mean, yeah. yeah. It's, she broke her hip at like 90, I think, or 80-something. I mean, wow. if that's the worst that happens, I mean, that's actually kind of bad for that age. I hate to have to go through that, but, you know, yeah, people definitely. worry today. They worry about, you know, am I eating right? Am I doing this? That worry yep. is going to kill them. Yeah. It's amazing. Some of, you know, on the flip side, like my mom, she went through cancer, you know, and she's still mm-hmm. struggling with, the chemo killed her nervous system, you know, the nerve endings. and, wow. and it, It's hell ever since. But you yeah. see that, you see people suffering like that at 70s, you know, but then you see some that are, like, healthy right to the bitter end and 100. Mm-hmm. It's just, it just amazes me. I mean, it's really interesting just, you know. You kind of look at their lives and you wonder, what did you do so right? You know, <sighs> I mean, look at George Burns. Oh, he lived. And he he, looked like he a was, I don't say he was over 100, was he? I think so. And he smoked right to the end. I mean, it wasn't yeah. just for uh, publicity. I mean, he smoked heavy. And, I mean, I mean, any one doctor would tell you, oh, he's, you know, that's unhealthy. But, boy, he he lived the way he wanted to, and he lived to mm-hmm. be 100. So, yeah. unreal. You it's know, something. my thing is this. Don't worry. Yeah. I tell people, don't stress it. Serious. That's what's going to kill you. The person who sits here and worries about their health and worries about eating healthy and worries about eating this and worries about eating that constantly, you know, you hear about these people who do nothing but exercise all day and do this and that. They're dropping dead at 40. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a marathon runner not long ago that was 40 that was dropped dead. Healthy as can be. Yeah, that's true. I mean, the worrying is the worst thing. Nowadays, I think worrying kills more than anything. You know, they always have to tie to to something, you know. Mm -hmm. So you might have a heart attack, but what caused it was the worrying. You know, the core yeah. of it these days is just stressors. I think yeah. you're right. I think you just live how you're going to live. And, you yeah. Know, I think stress is a good you know, I think stress is the biggest monster out there. Yep. And is the afterlife really, I mean, many mm. believe it's a better place. You know, some don't, some do. I mean, I'm not going to, you know, know, preach on it. But who knows? Yeah. I mean, What's I, what's worse, dying is that so bad? I mean, if you die happy, you 
Yeah, I mean, there's people there who worry, just do nothing but worry about the afterlife. Yeah. You know? What's going to help my afterlife? Am I going to go to heaven? Am I, you know, live for now. Don't worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> Once you're dead, yeah. you can't start, you can't do anything about it anyway. It's too late. Exactly. I mean, unless you're able to talk to somebody for a certain length of time who was dead and came back, otherwise I mean, you won't have to call. for like two hours and come back. Yeah. But, I mean, you'll never know what it's like, so why worry yep. about it, you know? Yeah. I mean, to me, like, near-death experiences and stuff like that, we're just jumping everywhere. That's great. But, you know, with near-death experiences, I mean, people say, oh, well, they see a light. You know, you have to understand, the brain is actually still shooting electrons and electricity yeah. well after your body's like. dead. Yeah. So, you know, people who yeah. have essentially died and come back saying, well, I saw a white light, I saw this, to me, that's brain electricity. Sure. That's all that is. You know, that's, that's just your brain sending out, saying, oh, my God, I'm dying, I'm dying, I'm dying. Yep. And you know, and our, got out. our brain has ways of protecting us, too. You know, just like hmm. if we're in too much pain, excruciating pain, it'll put us into a coma, you know, right. so we can deal with it, you know. Yes. Our brain, you got to believe, too, that in mind thought, too, our brain takes over and these precognition thoughts that we've had stored in there, if we think there's a light at the end of the tunnel, and if we were to that point, mm-hmm. maybe our brain is playing that. You know, yeah, it's going to give us that last shot of what we think yeah, we seeing. Exactly, right. and then we come back and, oh, I was in heaven. Well, mm-hmm. it's a nice thought, and I don't want to discredit anybody who says they were, but, like you say, I mean, they're electricity, so... Yeah. I mean, now, what impresses is people who have gone into comas and can describe what was going on, you know, in the lobby, you know, at the other end of the lobby. Yeah. That's impressive. Yeah. 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 That's something. But that to me supports the, supports yeah. the idea that, you know, a lot of psychics will say when you're in a coma and then as a person kind of comes to or even in Alzheimer's, we're mm-hmm. real bad cases. Very, you know, some cases they come to us and they're who they were, you know, and they'll bring tears to your eyes because it's like, oh, they're back. But then yeah. it lasts a short time, and then they're a capsule again, you know, and right. you don't even recognize who you are. And Well, I mean, that supports the, the thought process where some psychics think we can leave our bodies, you know, if we're in comas or, right. you know. I've always wondered that. Like Alzheimer's patients, maybe their soul or spirit leaves, you know, and that's why it's not recognizing who their loved ones are, and then it comes back or... Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's so interesting. All that. Yeah, like I know um, a lot of people would think that you know, and there's theories out there, like theory that you know, if you leave your body, you know, what else can come into your body? You know, I've heard people say, well, you know, when you see people that have Alzheimer's because they're not actually there, something else is taking up. Yeah, I get these people have these crazy ideas, you know. But mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I. I yeah, I had an experience once. I was younger. Uh, I don't yeah. really, you know. I don't, I don't think I've ever talked about it on the air before. Um, it's ah, about, see, I'm, I'm getting it out of you now. See? Yeah, yeah, you are. Um, if my mom is out, is listening to the show at all and she catches it, she can confirm this. I had to be maybe six, when I was, when I was eight, I had a near-drowning experience. And... It, when I was under that water, I remember distinctly, and I can still remember it, 
you know, all these years later. The feeling that I was going to die, I let go, and I remember okay. this something, not a voice, but like a, like a command, like you just knew it was okay to breathe. Okay. And I remember taking my first breath under the water and realizing that it didn't hurt. And I remember not seeing Jesus, not seeing God, not seeing anything, but I remember being part of everything under there. And I could see everything in that water so clearly, like clearly, just beautifully. And this, really? is a, this wasn't a very clear lake. There was a lot okay. of sediment there from the, uh, the stone, there was limestone stuff. Um, so then I remember at one point feeling a pounding on my chest, like something punched me in the chest. And I came to as this guy was carrying me out of the water. Okay. So the moment I woke up, I was already out of the water being carried to the beach. But until that second, I was under the water. And wow. I remember trying to chase that since then. And I had been 16 years old, and I was studying astral projection and things like that, and lucid dreaming. And I remember um, doing some meditations. I was home one day. My mom was working. And I remember leaving my body, and I thought of a, like, you have to have an idea of where you want to go. And I remember thinking, I want to see my mother. And I could feel myself being pulled through the streets of Waterbury, Connecticut, where I lived at the time thing pulled through downtown I could see everything but it was like in a flash and before I even knew it before the thought was even over I was in her workplace I was in her office and I remember being in the office I remember kind of and I wasn't walking I wasn't floating up the ceiling but I was kind of like just gliding and I remember going around the the corner to the wall that separated her office from the lunch area and I remember going back there and I remember that they were eating Kentucky Fried Chicken Right, that's my chicken for lunch. Wow. And it was her. I, 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 know, I remember I recognized three of the people with her and uh, three or four of the people with her. And I was watching them for a while, listening to their conversation. And I remember thinking, and once I thought, this is so cool, I can't wait to tell her. Once that thought happened, I was slammed right back into my body. I got okay. up, I had to shake it off a little bit, and then I called her up, like, Mom, Mom. What are you doing right now? She goes, we just finished. I said, I know you did. I was there. She goes, what do you mean you were? Well, why didn't you come back and say hi? I'm like, because you wouldn't have been able to see me, but I was there. I was like, I'm home right now. She goes, she was like, well, if you're home, how could you have been here? I'm like, Mom, you were back there with, you know, so-and-so and so-and-so and so-and-so. You guys were had, you guys had Kentucky Fried Chicken for lunch today. You were talking about this. And she was just silent. Oh, she wow. Like, Seriously, where the hell are you? I'm like, Mom, I'm home. And she was until you, until you thought about mm-hmm. until you thought about telling her later mm-hmm. you're in that trance and then yeah. all of a sudden you snap back because snap your, right back. your brain starts mm-hmm. thinking about telling her. So wow. That is it interesting. Was, yep. And freaked her out. I think it still freaks her out to this day when I talk about it. <laughs> See, and I wonder, you know, like what you experienced then. I mean, maybe people that you know, that are in comas Maybe they do that because they're all, you know, I don't know. You know, sometimes that you hear they come to or even, mm-hmm. you know, Alzheimer's and all of a sudden they're there, but then they're gone again. Yeah. So maybe that's somewhat like what you experienced. That's that's really interesting. Yeah. Wow. I mean, and I've, I've had experiences where 
I've had people. I had a friend um, <laughs> back in my wild and woolly days. Um, I had a friend who had, you know, stayed the night. Well, he ended up staying for a while, actually. Um, oh, remember, okay. Um, you better make sure mom's not listening now, right? No, no, no. She, she's good. Um, <laughs> but I remember one night, and I, I was just, I was really, really, I was, I was doing a lot of house readings, things like that, and I was just really active. Um, okay. I stopped being active just because of, you know, the repercussions of it all. Um, yeah. you, you do. It takes a toll. It really does. Um, yeah. But I was really active. I was, you know, doing paranormal investigating. I was doing readings for people and everything like that. So I was, you know, pretty open. And at one one point, um, I was woke up in the morning, and he was like, do you know what you were doing? Do you know what you were doing? I'm like, what? He's he, white as a ghost. And he was like, you were hovering over the bed just floating up, I could see you, but it wasn't you because you were laying right next to me. I'm like, what? I'm like, that's crazy. Oh, wow. Yeah, I think you might have drank too much, but then he said one night he woke up and I was laying in bed, my eyes open up, staring at the ceiling, chant, staring at the ceiling, just chanting, just nonstop chanting. Did he dump you after that? No. <laughs> I'm just teasing. He said it was a definite language. But it was oh, a chance. Wow. Mm-hmm. But I was completely asleep. I totally want to go on an investigation with you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I already did anyway, but man, we would have... Wow, that would be interesting. Mm. That is... I, I, I guess I've been told that... I, I have been told by people that... Cause I, I never had a name for... I've had, I've had it called empathic, oh, empathy... But not in the sense yeah. where I just feel something, but in the sense where whatever's there will actually absorb into me, take over, and I'll just completely get consumed by that emotion or whatever wow. in the room. Yep, yep. So I've heard of that type It's nothing of I can see. It's nothing I can... I can hear sometimes. I can hear things. And I can smell things. Uh, okay. But I can't see them with my eyes. Wow, you know, that is but a hell to the of a point deal. where I'll have to, no. It, it's it's not. It really isn't. I don't, well, yeah, it's kind of a tormentor, isn't it? You don't. People always think good yeah. things for yourself. That's yeah, yeah. Ever, I had to be carried out of a place one time. Oh really? Okay. And my friend actually. Oh, oh he hit me. Oh, I could have killed him for that. Mm. But yeah. Wow. The one thing I remember. I remember picking up a duck, a stuffed little ducky. Because the whole thing about like graveyard, investi- I used to hate investigating graveyards, but that was what the people, the gang wanted to do. The thing with graveyards is that I have a firm belief that the dead don't have graveyards. If yeah. the dead are going to die, they want to go back to what they remember. They're not going to haunt the plot of dirt their body stuck in. Yeah, I don't believe they take around there. Yeah. I I think they can be drawn to there, you know, with some I we've I well, think that was in my book too. Yeah. yeah. I think the living haunt the graveyards. Yeah. I think more it's all so the energy than left. Yeah. I think it's yeah. definitely all the energy left. There was a child's grave in one cemetery in Nogatuck. It's known for its a lot of young kids are built up 
all buried out there. And it was a fresh grave, young child. I mean, it was okay. fresh. You could just tell it was, you know, just it was nice and clean and brand new, like you know, the others weren't. And there was a, yep. it was winter time, and there was a little stuffed ducky, like a little toy, plush toy, and it was stuck mm-hmm. in the in the, the it fell over, and it was in the snow on its side, and I felt so bad that it was stuck in the snow on its side. I love stuffed animals, so. So I went. I was like, my heart was like, oh my god, that poor little ducky. I gotta put him up with his little his little, his little guy here. The last thing I remember was touching the duck. I woke up outside. I came to outside the cemetery gates in the car. So really, mm-hmm. who were you there with? Who were you there with? Oh, I was there with people. Yes, but yeah. I wasn't paying attention. I wasn't watching, and I wasn't doing what I needed to do to, you know not right. let something in. So he said, you just touched the duck. I just, I broke. You, like, they, they would have thought it was my child that died. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Whatever emotion was in that went right into me. And then you end up, when you came to, you were in the car, huh? Mm-hmm. Did they yep. tell you what all you, you did? Oh, or yeah. They... Oh, yeah. Like, dude, you okay? Oh. You okay? I'm like, yeah, yeah. I'm just tired. Then I was, I was done after that. I couldn't do anything else. You must have been like zombie walking when you're under it, then, huh? I mean, um, not a, I, you know, when you get, you know, to get to the car, I wonder I what you actually appeared to look like. You know? Oh no, I was, I was, I was, I was uh, supposedly, I was frantic. I was just, okay. I was devastated. I was destroyed. I was crying. You were the parent. Okay, I yep. see what you. Mm-hmm. Okay, I yep. see. When I, when I touched the duck. Wow. Yeah. That's a fun hey. one. <laughs> wow. I could have used your help on a case a while ago. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah. is really. That is I, really cool. I do my. I. I. You need to get a group going, like a. Uh, I know you used to have one. You should start your own group again. Yeah, it's it's hard, it, and it really, yeah. especially down here, especially down here. I mean, you, it's it's the Bible Belt. It's you know, and I joined the group that I, I'm a member of now to you know slowly get back into it. But you know, I just I don't I don't know. I, I think I think in a way, paranormal TV has ruined a lot of it. Yeah, yeah. You know I what I'm saying? I mean, th- yeah. we were doing this back in the day before paranormal TV was big. We were doing this back in the day where, you know, you didn't have computers. You didn't have, you know, you know, how, you know what our audio system was? Audio recorder. recorder. Mm-hmm. Yep. The little, the little ones, the little handheld ones used for class. And yep. every the little 80 minutes, that. 90 minutes. Mm-hmm. That's what we used. Yep. So, you know, obviously. You know, the results you got back then are probably just as good, if not, you know, better than the electronic buildings. Yeah, I liked it better. That's what, we don't use electronics ourselves, but um, because of I don't know, I just one thing we can't have the noise, you know, with my daughter trying to concentrate and stuff. Probably just mm-hmm. like you too. You probably if you have too much stuff going on, you're not going to be able to draw stuff in or feel stuff. I would think. Um, it depends. Okay. It really depends. Um, okay. I was at a funeral. Um, and usually I'll guard. Usually I'll sit there and I'll shield myself and I, I'll, you know, 
if I know I'm going to be in a situation, you know, like crowded rooms. I don't like big, unless I'm at a really good concert. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, I, I'm just, I was never good at huge, huge, huge crowds. Um, okay. But I remember going to a funeral. Um, my mom's a friend of, well, a friend. I mean, we weren't, her and I weren't that close. We really weren't. She was a secretary at my mom's work. We had taken her dog, Ruby, um, for her. But other than that, I mean, I'd say hi to her every day and everything else. But that was really it. I mean, we weren't close particularly. But okay. I liked her, you know. Well, she had passed really unexpectedly. Um, the new boss that had come in, she was she was a witch. I mean, she was horrible. She would sit there. She put this woman through so much stress like you couldn't believe. I mean, I think she wanted the lady to quit. So okay. you know how a new boss would come in and, and terrorize you until you finally just can't do the job anymore and quit? And yep. I think this is what she was doing to her. And I felt bad about it. Well, one day she was getting ready in the morning. She died of a massive stroke. Really? Died. Oh, wow. Just, I mean, still had the lighter and the unlit cigarette in her hand when oh. she dropped. I mean, it was instant. Um, so obviously, we're just like, wow, shocked. So we went to the funeral, and um, I really didn't expect anything. Went upstairs to the funeral room. Now, one side of the, of the, the home is the funeral viewing area. Now, you have to go down the hallway, around the corner, to the back of the other section of the house, the funeral home to get to the lounge, the smoking lounge and the sitting lounge. So we were in the front area at the, the viewing station there. The viewing station, not the viewing station, but you know what I'm saying, the viewing, um, yep. the, the room, the, 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 the main the room. room. Yeah, right. room. Yep. The casket room. <laughs> yep. Um, and when I walked in there, all of a sudden I just started, I was sobbing. I was heaving. I was just so devastated over, over this woman's death. And my mom's like, what's the matter with you? And I'm like, I have no idea. I can't stop crying. I don't know what's wrong with me. And I couldn't stop it no matter what I... Everybody's like, are you okay? I'm like, I, I need to leave. I need to get out of here. Whatever is in here, I need to leave. We mm-hmm. walked by. I said, let me just stop by the lounge. I need some tissues. As I'm heading towards the lounge, I hear the new the, the, her boss there. I don't want to say his name because he wasn't... Yep. But yep. I heard her boss there, and she was talking to one of her friends, and she was sobbing, and she was going, it's my fault. It's my fault. This is my fault. I killed her. I did this oh, to her. Wow. And I'm like, my mom just looked at me. She, she dropped her jaw. She goes, oh, forget the tissues. I got napkins in the car. We're going now. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, yeah, it's, it's 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 what I call the shitty gift. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I kind of when when people call them gifts, and I just called it a gift earlier. <laughs> but, uh, if you think about it, yeah, it's more like a curse sometimes, or not a yeah. lot. I mean, the good part is a lot of it. Like a lot of the times, I won't necessarily remember all the details, so that's okay. Um, yep. My my people, in my group is joking me. It's like, hey, you're like the canary in the cage. I'm like, oh, awesome. That's cool. So if I die, you guys start running. Yeah. <laughs> You're the test. And, uh, yeah. Uh, that's, that's a good feeling. Paper. Let's throw her in some acid. If she burns, we run. Yeah. Send her in the tunnel first. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's exactly right. Oh, that was man. My that's exactly what my worth was. <laughs> wow. 
the guinea pig. But, uh, yeah, so that's I got out of it after a while because it was just, it was, it, it was taking a toll. Yeah. You know, I suppose, you know, if you practice it and if you worked it, you know, and you build it up, like you said, you were doing a lot of it at the time. Mm-hmm. I suppose you, it's like anything else. Practice makes perfect, but you get on that roll where all the energy is rolling and rolling. And, yeah. And, yeah, you know, you it just gets it. so stronger. Yeah, and it gets so strong that it's overwhelming. That must be what, uh, yeah, so what do you do? You just backed off as much yeah. as you could? or what? I did. did I you? backed off. I just backed off. I just, yeah, you know, I just stopped. Yeah. And, you know, obviously, you know, then, you know, people have moved away and everything else, and then I moved. And, um, you know, yeah, I mean, it, it is the Bible Belt, so you're not going to have as much, I'm trying to see how to word this, an openness yeah. to things like that. You know? Yep. Um, there's little sections here that, you know, are uh, much more open to it. Uh, you know, Bay St. Louis is one of those areas. Um, Products of Ocean Springs, I would say, would be open to that as well. Obviously, yep. we have New Orleans where yep. you could, you know, I don't know. You could you could take pork pine cones to your naked body and do cartwheels down the street there. No one would notice. Um, <laughs> Take pictures. Like, that's about it. Sounds like a challenge. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. How would you take? Unless you use duct tape. Uh, I think that's the way to work with duct tape. That'd be a bitch to get off. I suppose though, down in your area, with all the you know heavily Bible thumpers or mm-hmm. I don't know, I'm, you know, politically calling it the right thing, but Bible yeah, thumpers or. And, uh, yeah, it, it's funny, too. You know, even around here, you know, I mean, we're not, it's not like down south or anything, mm-hmm. but you have the ones that are Bible thumpers, and they think that you're practically evil for even communicating, yeah. you know, with spirits. And I always look at it as, you know, with my daughter's case, I, I don't. You know, I, I always tell people, they ask you, well, what, you know, what do you have? Do you have any gifts? And I'm always like, I got nothing. You know, I'll say it on every show, well, but, you know, true. and all I know in all reality, we all have, you know, yes. it's just a matter of practice it or if you build it, but mm-hmm. I never really have. But um, but it's, I look at it this way, I mean, if you were given or if you were born with these abilities, well, isn't it, you know, you always hear that we're supposed to use ourselves to our full potential. You know, even the Bible talks about that, mm-hmm. uh, The Bible, you know, for the Bible thumpers. You use your gifts, you use this and that. Well, if we're given them, I mean, how can we ignore them? You know, so that's yeah. kind of my comeback with, you know, the people that are like, oh, it's, it's, it's you know, it's the devil's work to communicate with the dead. Well, then why can we? <laughs> you know, or why can my daughter do it then? I mean, why was she given that ability? Is she oh, evil? Then, I mean, then they'll be, oh, well, we're, you know, that's, that's just a, that's a gift from the devil. That's, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not spirits. They're, it's the devil tricking you. I love that one. I don't believe we, the devil, so. No, and, you know, we were at, I got a few different cases where it was clearly the person that passed that was talking to, to her and to, to us because the different things, I mean, the clients were like in tears because it was, it laid things to rest for them. You know, mm-hmm. they were able to get on with life because they right. confirmed what they needed to know. 
well, I can't believe that Eva would allow that to happen and they could, you know, be happy with life and move on. I mean, that's just not an evil type thing. So for them to, you know, people to say, oh, it's just not, it's not really human spirit, it's the evil just tricking you. Well, what did they trick us for? We actually, we actually gave peace to that widow. Yeah. So evil allowed them to have peace. You know, it makes no sense. So, yeah. yeah that's far for it, though. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, we have that, you know, we have some of that, too, around here. And I just ignore it, you know. And some people around town, like, know me and stuff. They'll be like, oh, you got your book. We're getting your book. And some I just cringe because, you know, you know some of the people that I talk to, they haven't read it. And they buy it, and then you just cringe because you know they're the Bible thumpers, and you know their communication with you is going to get a lot less. <laughs> you know, as the time goes on and they read it. That's when you sign the book for them. Uh, yeah. Rob Dayton. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, it's crazy. I mean, it's, I cringe, you know, like a relative of mine, um, my dad's um, sister, mm-hmm. wanted a book, you know, and I mean, I'm not mentioning names or anything, and I mean anybody in my family probably know what I'm talking about. But she's, you know, pretty religious, and I mean, I, I can't say I'm not, I'm not religious. I'm spiritual myself. Yeah, I, mean, I believe in things. I have my beliefs, and but I cringe because oh, she wanted a copy because it's the Johnston book, you know, family, you know, mm-hmm. and you just cringe because you know, all of a sudden, you know, rumors going to go around in the extended family like, oh, this guy's nuts, <laughs> you know, because. Or this guy's, you know, evil. Or uh, it just kind of, I don't know, blows my mind. Some people, you know, I'll quick dare to judge on that. The way I see it at this point, you know, I think it's funny. Yeah, I do I too. Find, you know, yeah, I, yeah. I find that the people that are going to sit there and condemn you and judge you and everything else, you know what? The minute they turn around, worse things are going to happen in their life, and they're going to be at a loss. You know, the whole judge, you know, lest you be judged. Oh, judge not, lest exactly. you be judged. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You know, and, and, you know, like my, my uncle, we're close. We're very close. He's a born-again pastor or minister, yeah. and I'm not. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm not. But we've come to, you know, we just don't talk religion, you know. Because um, it's going to end well if you do. Right. Yeah. I, I have friends that are, you know, very religious, and I'm not. So, you know, but, you know, it just, you know, people people are either going to respect that you believe other things or they're not. And the people who aren't going to respect your beliefs and judge you for them and attack you for them, you know what, honestly, do you need that? Yeah, exactly. You know? Right, people say, you're, you're not, not going to go to heaven because you don't want to You're not going to heaven. My thing with them is this. If everybody in heaven's like them... You don't want to be there anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I know what you're saying because... Uh, <laughs> here's the way I look at it, too, these mm-hmm. days. I mean, I look around, even the teenage kids. It seems like, you know, with my kids in school and stuff, and one thing I usually do is I'm, I try to get close to my kids' friends or that's so the kids know me, trust me and stuff. Right. Because I want to know my kids in trouble or getting in trouble. I'm that kind of parent. Yeah. And I would like to be friendly with their friends, so if there's something going on, I'll hear about it, you know. Right. And I've just always been that way. But you hear these kids and stuff nowadays, it's like 
it's cool to to be this or it's cool to be satanic or so and it's just it boggles my mind you know some of the different beliefs but um, what you're getting at with the whole you know condemning you know these hardcore christian uh religious people mm-hmm. i look at it this way if you have a belief system at all that has positivity into it i could care less what you believe you know what yeah. i mean that's just how i am as long right. as you have some belief of something whether it's spiritual whether it's i can respect that because there's some people yeah. that just were you know that there's nothing you know but oh. what we see in front of us which we know there's a lot more than that but Mm-hmm. So that's all I am. I respect everybody, but not many, you know, or I shouldn't say not many, but there's many that that can't do that, <laughs> that have to condemn them. It, it, it's funny because the ones who can't respect anybody else's beliefs are usually the ones that are the hardcore thumpers, the hardcore churchgoers, the hardcore, and they're the most intolerant, unforgiving people you'll meet. Yeah, but yet we're supposed to be forgiving yeah. yeah. I, don't know. I mean, personally, from my personal opinion, see, it's my show, so I can say this. I believe Jesus was a. I believe Jesus was a Buddhist. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Really, if, if you ever looked at the tenets of Buddhism and what he preaches, supposedly preaches in the New Testament, if you really, no, I'm not saying what, no, the letters that Peter writes and Paul writes, because they were just, they were out for power anyways. But if yeah. you read the, the, the parables, the tenets of love, generosity, forgiveness, um, respect, you know. It all ties into Buddhism, huh? It really does. And there's those missing years when no one has any idea of where Jesus was, what he did, where he went, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think, I, I, I don't have a primary source in front of me. And I... I I've been looking at birds all day through camera lenses, so I'm a little fried, but I remember reading that, um, and I can't remember, I, I have to look it up and post it, because I don't want to state anything on the air that I can't back up, but yeah, I want to yeah. say that they found some kind of transcriptions, transcripts or writings that had um, been written by some Buddhist monks or some people in India. Like I said, okay. I'll, I'll look it up and try to get it for the show. Um, that there was a Nazarene who came to study, you know, the teachings of the great Buddha. Really? Okay. Yeah. Right around, which wow. would have been right around that time. And if you think about what he teaches, and I love people who come up and say, well, you know, you know, the Bible condemns this, the Bible condemns that, the Bible condemns this, and blah, 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 blah. You know, but yet in the same breath they'll say, Jesus came here to bring forth a new testament to do away with the old. Well, yeah. if you really believe that, and if you really read the New Testament, the New Testament says nothing about homosexuality. Nope. It says nothing about condemning people. It teaches against nope. condemning people. It teaches yep. tolerance, love, inclusion, forgiveness. It teaches against the very thing that the Christian church has become today. Nope. Greed, selfishness. You know, yep. and this, yeah, so, very you know, Jesus, point. yeah, Jesus was a very selfless man. I, I'm firmly convinced that when he returned from wherever he went for those 33 years or those 30 years, that when he returned, 
you know, he returned teaching these principles. Based on Buddhism. Mm-hmm. That, that's, a, that's interesting. I haven't heard that one before. Mm-hmm. You know, that's somebody... Read the book of Thomas. But I know that I know that if somebody's got a good idea about stuff like that, if somebody's got something that they've researched and, you know, that's not just a whim, it's you. Mm-hmm. We've talked before. I'm I like that. Uh, I could talk to you for hours just about the Bible and uh, other beings, and I mean it's really interesting. It's hard to come by somebody. You know, it's hard to come by somebody that's educated in it, not to the point that they're educated by the church. You know, but they're educated by, you know, thinking for themselves, and that's what you do. So that's oh, really cool. I just to me, I, I just knowledge is a passion. Actually, I think I just found it. And yeah. I pulled. I, I just pulled up a small um, inter, uh, in, uh, article from Huffington Post here, and I know it's not the most, but Wiki has one too. But Wiki gets too involved. Um, let's see here. Yeah, they're talking about the. Um, let's see. Let's see. Readers of the Huffington Post should know about the acclamation of evidence that Jesus spent part of his life in India. Which parts and how long are even whether this happened or much debated by many scholars and religious leaders, of course. However, after four years of work on the film Jesus in India, and there was actually a movie about it, too. Okay, that's right, too. Oh, wow. Yep. Um, but basically, it was uh, a study into the theory that, and I think, I wanted to say that they actually found proof that, that he, he had there? actually gone there, yeah. Wow, that would. Oh, and I know the church is just up at arms about it. And when the when the article first started surfacing, when this documentation these these theories first came out, I mean it's something I believe for years. But when people first started saying, "Listen, there's evidence that there's possible evidence of this now," the church was just like, "No, it's blasphemy. It's this and that, and no, that's just the New Age movement trying to." It's, yeah, they're so afraid of that. They're so afraid of having that safe little, that safe little box or dope on them. You know. That's that's where they're going to go wrong because, I mean, one thing if we know anything about the human race is we mess up all the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh God, yeah. And we learn new stuff all the time, and to mm-hmm. be so arrogant to not open your mind to at least hear the case on it. Yeah, they're going to lose a lot of confidence in people. Oh, people yeah. Because, oh, absolutely. Yeah. And you think about it, you know, I mean, what did Jesus do? What was his purpose? His purpose was to go in there and shake up the church. Yep. You know, shake up the faith. You know, get everybody to rip that box open. Um, yep. You know, but we, we, see, we see the Christian church today becoming the very Pharisees that Jesus preached against in the Bible. The church today has become the, they have become the Pharisees. They are the Pharisees of the Bible. And, you know, to get the modern church to wake up and go, wow, we have become everything that he teaches against. You know, know, another thing, too, I look at that, and it's kind of like a disease. Mm -hmm. Um, It's going to sound weird, maybe, but it just comes to my mind, you know, how they always want to label a disease. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Let's take any disorder. Let's take even, like, Let's take, like, a mental disorder. Let's take, like, bipolarism, right? Okay. 
Uh, they have different degrees of it. You know, and they want to label it. They want to have, you know, diagnoses, diagnoses. But yes, in each category, one and two, eh, some show this trait, some show that trait, so there's not a black and white. My philosophy has always been treat the symptoms, you know, not the label because of anything, because the label is not accurate. Well, it's kind of like the Bible. You know, go by the, the, the written words. Don't go by generalization like, like, you know, like the church not moving on any of their beliefs. Mm-hmm. Go by what each individual, like what he preaches about, you know, or mm-hmm. what we're supposed to be good, we're supposed to be there, supposed to be that. Those are like the symptoms, you know. It's just practice those. Don't practice the big whole, you know, like the diagnoses that, you know, oh, not everything falls away. I mean, I think you want my personal opinion. I think I think right now the church is just money driven. Well, I think so too. too. Yeah. yeah, I think yeah. all of them are, they want to be the we're, big famous. Yeah, we're probably gonna get a lot of hate mail. Maybe tonight, but I do too. I mean, <laughs> I mean, look at the biggest. You know, the I, I once heard, and I don't know, maybe I'm wrong, but like one of the biggest, you know, funded one of the richest. Groupings in the whole world is the Catholic Church. You know, rich money. They have their own assassins. Yeah. And if you but want a like, job, that's the job you want to get. You want to be an assassin for the Catholic Church because that is a kick ass job. Yeah, I mean, you would always be taken care of. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the retirement sucks, but. It's <laughs> <laughs> a dead end retirement. <laughs> Literally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's. it's you know, if you're supposed to give and share what you have and this and that and, you know, and, and offerings and stuff, then how do they get so rich? You know, I mean, they're supposed to disperse. That's how I look at it. I don't know. I, I mean, like the new it's like the old days. Yeah. Yeah, and maybe that uh, thing will change. Yeah. Did you hear what he did? Someone, the, who was the arch, one of the archbishops or, I don't know. It was one of the, one of the big guys. He had like, he found out he had a mansion or something. And oh, Andrew Pope Benedict, the other one, what I call the Nazi okay. Pope. I didn't vote. I didn't like him. I'm glad they got rid of him. But anyways, um, yeah. But uh, he had uh, Pope Francis had discovered that you know see, he he got his fingers dirty. He got his hands dirty. And he saw that one of the I think it was an Archbishop um, had bought this beautiful beautiful summer home or something or beautiful like a house for himself. Took it. Wow claimed it back to the church, flipped it over, and turned it into a soup kitchen and homeless shelter. He, was, he got pissed when he found out one of the archbishops had that to live in. That's where he was living. He said, absolutely not. He goes, you're going to take that mansion, wow. we're turning it into a soup kitchen and a shelter. Congratulations. Wow. Longer, you no longer have a home. Yep. There you so go. Little, There's the money like given it back. Yeah. Yep. That's exactly it. You I mean give it back to the people? Mm-hmm. That is awesome. Yeah. So yeah. hopefully, you know. But yeah, I mean, yeah, we're gonna get hate mail. We're gonna get death threats. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know, and, going to hell. No one knows. Yeah. They don't believe in it. <laughs> and the funny thing is, I mean, I'm I'm confirmed Christian. I'm Lutheran. Mm-hmm. I don't go to church. You know, I I mean, some people may think that's bad, but I'm when I used to go to Oh, you're supposed to go every week. Yep. <laughs> and you're supposed to go like Wednesday nights and everything, right? Um, I think it's Bornigans. Oh, okay. Well, see, yeah. in, 
I used to go to church, and the funny thing is you would sit there at my church. I won't name the church. But you'd sit there, and everybody that was dedicated to be there every week mm-hmm. needed to be there. You know what I mean? <laughs> because they're the ones that they step outside of the church, and they're as crooked as can be. Yeah. It's like they had to either convince themselves or convince the public that they're good people, and they would be there every week. But yet well, they were the ones yeah. that, if you look at their personal life, it's just a joke. Oh, yeah. And they were, the, they were the heads of the church, you know, and it's, it just turned my stomach. I just couldn't go there. I don't know. I hear you. you know, it, it's just like, you know, I mean, the, the modern, you know, the non, the modern, I don't know, Protestant, born again, whatever you want to say, church stage. Uh, people are doing things not because it's it's spiritual or the right thing. They're doing things to, to promote themselves. And, yeah. you know, to me, you know, that's just the wrong the wrong thing, you know. And, and I, I love people sit there and say things like, you know, Oh, well, it doesn't matter how much good you do in this life. If you don't believe in God, you're going to hell. That's bullshit. If you yeah. do shitty things all through your life, but you still believe in God, guess what? Yeah. I think you have a shitty afterlife. Exactly. <laughs> I exactly. mean, you, you, can't be, you can't be a crappy person and expect rewards. And, or these people who do, this, they do good for everybody. You know, they, they help, yeah. but, they, but they make sure that everybody knows about it. To me, yeah. you've just made all that help that you do null and void. Yeah, if you have to have people pat you on the back for everything and and you get pissed off if they don't, then guess what? All your good that you've just done is null and void because it wasn't being done for the right reason. You're equal. Yep. Oh, exactly. Nowadays, it seems like everybody wants a spotlight. You know, that's, that's, Mm -hmm. I don't know. And that's what it is. Everybody wants that 15 minutes and it's just, it's, you know, I try to stay out of the church. It, yeah, I know. Well, yeah. it's just when the church gets involved in all that, it just it just it's weird because you that's the one place you thought was sacred and safe and good. And, yeah, you know, you find they're more crooked than everybody else is. I mean, seriously, that's, that's what I found. You know, in oh, my yeah. little area, you know, I'm here in Minnesota, and you know, mm-hmm. the church is real small that I go to, and anybody listening that knows me, they're gonna know exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> Might hate me or like what I have to say, but. I go and it's like the regulars, they belong there because they, you know, mm-hmm. well, they didn't belong there, I shouldn't say, but they were there for a reason, you know, try to convince themselves or other people that they were better than what they really were. And I just, I couldn't go for the phoniness. I just felt, I don't know, raw, yeah, you know. And, and, uh, yeah. It just, yeah, uh, I just have a hard time at church. So I, I just, I, I just, you know, and if I do feel like being in that sacred space, you know, I'll I'll go into a Catholic church, not during mass or whatever, because at least I can go in there and have people leave me alone. Yeah, as horrible as that yep. sounds. I can go into the sanctuary of a church during the week, yep. light a candle, and have people leave me alone, and I like that. I don't want people in my business. I I'm not I'm not you know practicing my faith to impress anybody else around me. If you're practicing your faith to impress people, yeah, no, you. <laughs> you need to really recheck that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> make sure make sure your bullet train ticket to hell is stamped. Yep. <laughs> My favorite thing, you know, in the paranormal, I'm not mm-hmm. mentioning the names, but when you got these ones, uh, uh, again, I'm not mentioning names because I'll just be cutting my own throat, but when you got these ones that are trying to make everybody think that they're this spiritual God or goddess, oh, 
there's a fire being and praise my ass because I'm God's gift to to paranormal spirituality, you know, demonology, you name it, I'm the gift. You just cover 80% of the paranormal world. Exactly. But Mm -hmm. they have to post every little thing. Like, if you look at my posts, I mean, I advertise a lot, you know, I mean, I, I do my post, but That's when I get personal, I do both too. Yeah, but I do get personal too, you know, and I'll mm-hmm. post something like it's me and my daughter doing something or me and yeah. my son. But you won't see me Bible thumping or you won't see me saying, I'm so good or, mm-hmm. oh, the angels above here. Oh I just God, look at posts like that and I think to myself, are you freaking kidding me? And how many people believe this? You know, I, I don't know. I, I do not impress anybody. I mean, if I do impress them, that's great, great. But you know what? If I don't, I don't. I don't oh, care. God, yeah. <laughs> Everybody's but greatest. Just, Everybody has the greatest powers. Everybody has. It, it has oh, a divine. Yeah, yeah. It, it just. It's oh yeah. Like people. I know, and that's why I hardly even want to talk about. I've had before, like with my daughter's gifts, right? I've been, I've been on radio shows before, mm-hmm. and. Again, I'm not listening to names or anything right. like that. But I've been on shows for years. And I've been on shows before where my daughter's got some pretty amazing gifts. She does. Mm-hmm. I mean, we don't exploit them. You know, it's in the book. I don't, you know, I don't push, you know, to go on shows. I've had a cable network even talk to me about doing a mini-series on my book. You know, I don't like that because, of course, they want to twist it and fictionalize it. And, you know, I try to keep out of all of that. But... Um, but, uh, yeah, it, I was on a show, and I was talking about uh, Tatiana's gift just briefly, and I wasn't trying to bear on it because, you know, she's a child. I don't want her name out there at that time, you know, too much. And, oh, my God, that host had a better gift than my daughter's, and <laughs> it was just some, I finally just shut down. I just let the host take over the show. Apparently, there was a guest because, I mean, it was... It was like 80, 90% of the paranormal. So, you know, they can't have somebody being better than them or even equal, you know. Yeah. And, and it's just a joke. And the funny thing is, is you got these people that are like, yeah, I believe in the paranormal, believe in the afterlife, but God forbid if you pull one piece of good evidence out there, they'll cut that shit down <laughs> yes. to nothing. Oh, yes. And they'll try to discredit you because they didn't mm-hmm. find it. Yeah. You know, it's... So I, I used to post a lot of our evidence. I used to post a lot of our, um, you know, spirits talking and stuff. And there's still mm-hmm. some posts that I have up there, but you can't really prove. I mean, I could have been talking through a, a paper towel roll to make it sound like the the cave sound that it really does sound like, the voices. I mean, it's hard to prove. If you're not there, you can't prove it to somebody, you know, if yeah. you didn't see it. And, and that's, but, that's anything else with paranormal, is it? You, you, oh. Yes. Yeah. Can't it's hard to convey to people that weren't there. It really is. Um, yep. Yep. Yeah. And I, I and I stopped trying to defend, you know, against stuff like that. I mm-hmm. I try to post up to be helpful, you know, like a lot of people do. But then you're going to have the ones right. that claim they believe in and stuff. But yet, since they can't get evidence, they're going to nail anybody that can. You know, I don't know. It's 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 a funny world out there. It <laughs> it's is. a paranormal. I mean, we had oh goodness I. Uh, <laughs> I really can't mention names. Um, I, I have uh, I have encountered people who um, I've, I've yes that 
Could I, I probably, think, I mean, I think we've talked about it actually off air. So, I can read your head. I can know right yeah. now what you're talking about. Do you know yeah. exactly what I'm talking about? <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Let me see. Yes. The door? Yeah, okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. Everything is a spirit or, yeah, okay. Everything. Everything. Everything's everything. paranormal. Yep. It, yep. It's just, <laughs> oh, I mean, I've encountered so many of those people. And, and the minute you, I mean, it could be a pipe playing against the wall. And if you, if you point it out to them, they're, they get angry at you. Yeah, they get out defensive. And, and it really it really discredits somebody. It does. I've seen this it in the past where, you know, you'll be at a you'll be at a location or somewhere on investigation mm-hmm. and you clearly saw what caused it. You know, mm-hmm. this is what me. People that think they're all spiritual and they're all yeah. that yes to Oh yeah, yeah. I can <laughs> feel energy. I can right and then a furnace turns on, let's say, you know, and a fire lights, you know, like twenty feet away in the basement of the it old hotel. The door's haunted. And everybody knows what it was. You know, I mean, it's not Einstein, anybody mm-hmm. that... But all of a sudden, that was a spirit. It's like, really? Yeah, it's a, it's a you know, it's, it's a girl or it's a boy. And it was a they were too gone. And what I really love is when they add all of the details. They're wearing a flannel shirt with three buttons. And <laughs> it's like... Dude, the thermostat kicked on. The fire started in the furnace. Boy, whatever you're smoking, pass it to the rest of us. Yeah, because, really. You know, oh, yeah. This is getting annoying. Uh, it's just like, yeah. you know, like pictures. I, I, you know, I almost hate to, like when we would do investigations and we would take pictures, I always, I always hated outside investigations. Other than, well, because outside, like outside photographs to me, I have a hard time crediting any of them because yeah. ground temperatures yep. can affect things one second and the next second it won't. Um, yep. I mean, there's so oh, yeah. much that can affect a camera lens, so much that you can't see with the human eye that can be there one millisecond and gone the next. My favorite um, is, you know, some, some pictures, like, if all of a sudden there's a mist in the picture, right? Well, uh, if, yeah, it was like, if it was like... 40 degrees out and you breathe that you took the picture, it was your breath probably, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> I mean, like you say, it could be so many things with outdoors. And even if you hold your breath, yeah. um, you're still going to be releasing some kind of heat to your body. Yeah. I mean, like I said, things that you can't see with the naked eye that will be picked up on film. Um, yeah. Yeah, it, it's so I hard. To, and, and we try to bring, you know, I, I, there's so many groups out there that say, oh, we want scientific, we want a scientific-minded person. But the minute that scientific-minded person goes into the investigation, everybody gets pissed off at them. Yeah. You know? Yep. I don't care, like I said before, I don't care if Casper the ghost came, sat next to me, smacked me on the back, put a stogie in my hand, and said, let's smoke it, baby. If I didn't get, a, if I didn't get solid evidence of that, it does not get presented to the client. Yep. Period. Yep. Because oh, exactly. there's nothing you can show them. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So it's all it, interpretation, and our minds play tricks on us all the time. Absolutely. All you have to do is, yep. is suggest that a place is haunted to people. Oh, we're going in yep. cold. No, you're not. You're a paranormal investigator. You go into an investigator place. Obviously, it could be haunted. You now have yep. that suggestion in your mind. Exactly, and your mind fills in the blanks. Mm-hmm. So, uh, it's so yep. easy. It, yep. Our minds are, uh, 
Yeah. Yep. Like the paranormal groups always say they, they want the scientific-minded person until they get that person. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, oh, what do you do? You try to discredit everything. Well, yeah, that's what you want to be here for. You yeah. know, and just I have, so many groups have that issue. I met somebody in the paranormal years back, and at first, I didn't like, you know, when I first started all years back, I didn't like what he had to say about stuff because he would sit there and he would pick apart my stuff, mm-hmm. right? But I, but once you accept that, and mm-hmm. he would sit there and dissect the shit out of it. And, you know, and at first glance, you kind of feel in the back of your mind, oh, okay, uh, yeah, he just, he just trying to discredit. But really, I really respect him. And this one, uh, I'll mention his name, uh, Mike Roberts. He'll sit there and, I mean, he's scientific. Mm-hmm. He's a believer. He owns Research Paranormal. He owns Demented Entertainment. Cool, okay. Awesome dude. Awesome guy. And what I learned from him directly, but just through things and showing him photos and stuff, and is, you know, that scientific, you know, you got to accept a lot of different things that you don't want to believe could have been the reason for it, you know. You do. So many people believe everything's paranormal. Well, I learned, you know, from seeing his stuff. I learned from, I had him on my show years back. You know, he'd be a guest. And, you know, he taught me like 80, 90% of what, you know, I thought was paranormal and what everybody else thought really wasn't, you know. Yeah. And that's how it actually works out. Yeah, it works out. And the thing is, people sit there and say, well, you know, why do you want to discredit everything? How come you're, you're trying to, you're trying to know, aren't you a believer? I'm a believer, but when I do an investigation, I'm a skeptic. I don't care what yeah. happens to me personally, when I'm investigating things, I'm a skeptic. Because if I can sit there and disprove everything, and I can find a reason for everything, that means that one little piece that I can't explain away is significant. Yeah. Exactly. You know what I mean? So yeah. for me, exactly. you know, we always had, you know, I always loved a skeptic, always, because the skeptics yep. kept you grounded. The skeptics kept yep. you in line with, this. you know, because you're right. You walk into a situation, I don't care what part of the paranormal group you are, the minute you go to a paranormal investigation, you are already under the assumption that that place is haunted. Your mind exactly. has now received that suggestion. Yep. Now it's going to go take off on its own. So anything yep. you hear, feel, see thermometer changes, there are so many things that can affect temperature change on one spot. So many, there's so much out there that I don't think is is evidence of anything. That's why when we investigated, we didn't really use a whole lot of technical gadgets because to me, so much of that can be just disproved. It can be explained away scientifically and, you know, to me, if we're all sitting there and we all see the fridge fly across the room, that's evidence. Yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> exactly. We see Mama Leone being lifted off her chair and flung around a circle up the, at the ceiling. You know, that's proof. Yep. But exactly. You know, yeah. Yeah, it's uh, you know, I struggle with that too as far as being a case manager. Like when we would go and I do a client intake, you know, just like on the case in my book too. You know, I did. Mm-hmm. I struggle. You know, you want to know the history some so you can be protected. You know, if yeah. there's anything. Of course. Right. What we, do, we don't go in places that have been haunted or been ghost haunted forever. 
you know, then all you're doing is looking for the same thing. Your mind's already preset. Yeah. You're going to find Aunt Betty in the corner, or, you know, whatever mm-hmm. every group beforehand saw. You're, that's yeah. what you're preaching. I mean, and I love those spooky old places, like the old uh, penitentiaries. And I love that. To me, that's just, but it's fun for me. That's like a thrill for me. That's like a roller coaster yeah. for me. That's not, yeah. you know, serious. You know you're scaring yeah. yourself half the time. Okay, I think we actually just lost Corker's connection, so let me try to get him back here. Just bear with me. I know he said he had issues with... Okay, folks, let me just get him back on the phone here. Okay, there we go. Sorry about that, folks. We had some technical difficulties. Uh, We have you back. Um, I have no idea why we were just discharged from blog talk, but... Evidently, we just kind of pissed blog talk off, didn't we, Corker? Yeah, my phone just totally hung up, totally. Even from yours, it's weird. It just says call in. Hmm. So. That's weird. Maybe. Hmm. We're talking about, like, that's proof. That's proof. There, okay. Yeah, there we go. There's evil because because we both hunt. It's, that's it's, right. It's evil. It's evil. The demon just said, no, <laughs> hang up on both of them. Click. There you go. So the block talk demon has gotten both of us. Anyways, there we do go. only have about eight minutes left here. Um, so I figure we'd go ahead and uh, weird. We had so we do have a guest in the in the listening room in the chat room tonight. So thank you so much for joining us. Um, we did have one called Black Plague that has logged in, logged out. Interesting name, but anyways. Black Plague. Yeah, I studied the Black Plague in college. It was very interesting. Um, and, and incidentally, um, Mr. Black Plague, it wasn't actually the Black Plague. It was actually the pneumonic and bubonic plagues, plural. So <laughs> get your facts right. Um, <laughs> but uh, I had a great time tonight. Um, thank you so much for co-hosting with me. Oh, thank you. I had a good time. Absolutely. It was fun. I always have a good time. I always have a blast when you're on. So, um, But I want you to go ahead and uh, plug your book again because okay. it is a great book. And if folks, seriously, if you've read all the, you know, oh, it's just another book by Paranormal Investigator, it's not. It really isn't. I mean, there's theories put forth in the book. There's different ideas, and it's not what you expect. It's a really good read. So um, go ahead and tell them about it. Okay. Sounds good. Um, the book's called A Cherry Demon Haunting. It's A-C-H-E-R-I, Demon Haunting. Um, subtitle is The True Story of Paranormal Case 263. It's by me, Corker Johnston, and my daughter, Tatiana Johnston. Um, it can be found. It's paperback form. You can find it in. And e-books, including Amazon, Kindle, um, Barnes & Noble Nook, uh, even on Kobo books, if you have Kobo readers, um, it's available on all those different types of e-books for $2.99. Uh, paperbacks available all over at bookstores. Uh, for example, Amazon and Barnes and Noble, it's under 11 bucks for the book, so it's a real reasonable book. And yeah, it's not your normal ghost hunt book. It's um, a case we did. It's a six-month-long case that my paranormal team did that ended up. Uh, getting more and more questions and answers done and uh, involved bringing in MUFON reports, bringing in specialists, ufologists, 
clergy members, um, Native American medicine men involved, and it was uh, quite an experience. But it's a good book. Um, it's a good thing to learn on. It's it's a piece of work I'm proud of, um, and I learned a lot of things through the case. There's a lot of points in the book where I show where I I um, I made mistakes. You know, I'm that way. It shares my mistakes I made during the case. Um, and the things that we did right, things we did wrong, but the outcome is pretty pretty crazy. It's uh, it's a good book. That's what you're into, the paranormal. It's a cherry demon haunting, and again, it's from Corker Johnston. You can search my name, and it'll pull up the book too, um, anywhere as far as bookstores. Cool. Uh, so check it out. I'm just making sure. Okay, that's weird. Um, it just cut our time by a minute in like ten seconds or so. Hmm. Wow. Yeah, Blog Talk. Is, I don't know. Something weird is going on Blog Talk tonight. I just I looked at the minutes. I'm like, yeah, that just changed in front of my eyes. Okay, that's what caught me off here for a second. Um, is that damn yeah. British woman? I'm, I'm right? telling you, she is. <laughs> all you Blog Hog, Blog Hog, all you Blog Hogs, all you Blog Hogs out there should know what we mean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, five minutes. <laughs> um, yeah. But anyways, check out Carker's book. It's excellent. You really will enjoy it. It's not what you think. Trust me, it's really good. Um, but thank you so much for being a co-host. I had a blast. I could have done two more hours easily. So. Oh yeah, thank you. I mean, I I enjoy it, and uh, I'm just uh, we'll probably get some hate mail from Bible thumpers. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> I'm used to that. <laughs> I, I that means we're doing good. I, uh, yeah, I'm not well. afraid. We're doing well. <laughs> no, I enjoyed it because it's being on your show. It's it's always interesting. It's not just babbling. You know, it's we always hit topics that uh, it's really cool. You know, yeah, and that's why I looked at a really hodgepodge cool. tonight. So we'd have to stick to one certain subject. So yeah, we never yeah. seem to. We always seem to kind of wander into different aspects. So which is which is cool. Yeah. I like it. It's free. Quentin, he takes us. Quentin always takes us way off track. Oh God! Oh, he takes us in the woods, taking down Navy Seals. Yeah, Navy Seal men in the woods. Yeah. If you're listening, we love you. You know what we're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) We're on this course today, and we're gonna tag him and bag him. That's horrible. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's always great time with you guys. God, but yeah, no, I always have a great time, but. Uh, listen, folks, we're going to let you get back to your night here. Thank you for joining us. And to our archive listeners, thank you so much. Uh, if you are listening to the show, you're obviously on our Blog Talk Radio studio page, our show page. Uh, if you go up to our little Stackhouse Radio dashboard, you'll see my link to the Facebook page, Stackhouse Radio. Pop onto the page, give us a like. And uh, if you want, pop onto my page. There's a lot more there as well. Diana Stack, feel free. Uh, there's also a link to our web page, our official web page, the Wix. Um, so go ahead and pop onto there. We have interesting stuff, little herbs, little bios about the guests, about the other uh, hosts and everything. So, And Corker, as far as I'm concerned, you are an official honorary co-host of this show. So, <laughs> so we, Thank you so much. Anytime. Anytime at all. I enjoy I will absolutely take you off on that because I enjoy it. I, I really do immensely. So, But listen, you guys, have a great night out there, and we will be with you. Actually, I think next week we have a very, very special guest coming on. I don't want to announce it just yet, but if you're familiar with H.H. H. Holmes, um, I think you'll want to tune in next week. 
we have, I believe, there she is. There's our English lady. I believe, now I don't know if Quentin has, but I believe it's his great-grandson of the notorious A.J.H. Holmes. He's going to be on the show next week talking about the book he's written about his great-great-grandfather. Wow. So it's going to be amazing. I can't wait. Um, I, I, if you ever read anything about H.H. Holmes, he was a notorious serial killer. I mean, yeah, really, really interesting guy. I, I, I love serial killers of history because you're just so ingenious, you know. Um, yeah. But it should be, it should be a pretty creepy. It should be pretty creepy. So make sure you tune in and check it out if you have time next week. Absolutely, I will be. And you too, my listeners. You too. I've been looking for you as well. So everybody have a great night, and uh, we'll see you here at Stack Catch Radio's On Air Scare. Same time, same place. Have a good night. Good night.